says we're live. Okay, so let me confirm it just to be safe. Hello, everybody out there. If we are, in fact, live, which I have to look on another monitor here. Probably would have been faster to just click on that one over there, but we'll do this. So this is Orion Rising, guys, and we're alive today. I didn't put this in the scheduler just like yesterday. I didn't put it in the scheduler. Um, I'm keeping you guys on your feet over here, right? <laughs> you guys are on your toes, and if you're not, you're missing out. But you'll see this later when you wake up. You'll go, hey, those guys were live. What were they talking about, right? So I have Michael Feely here. You can see him on the screen today. And um, we are going to talk about a bunch of juicy tidbits. I'm sure of that. We were just talking off, off camera, and we're going to segue back into that in a second. And I don't see us here live, but I know that we are. And I, here it is. No? Maybe I passed it. See me talking. No, no, here we are right there. Yeah, we're live, confirmed. Okay, so everybody share this out when you pop in, right? Because, you know, one of the things that I did find, this is why I like doing this show with you at noon West Coast time. One of the things that I found out is my viewers are online clicking on my stuff between 11 and 2. And I always go live at, you know, at 5 o'clock. And there are more of them, like on a Tuesday, like today. Now is where the biggest audience is. Well, where are they? Where are you guys? Pop in here and say hello. What the heck, man? Right? <laughs> so let me go ahead and, and uh, share this. And you say hi and tell the people hello. And then uh, reiterate what you and I were just talking about off air. And we'll get back into that conversation and run from there, okay? Mm -hmm. So go ahead. So, so talk to the people. Tell them what we were talking about so we can get moving. Yeah, basically, we we were we, we, – Ironically, we were actually discussing that we come to the same conclusions, uh, completely independent of each other. And what that conclusion was is, is uh, for, for those who have listened before, will know that I look into ancient secrets, I look into the origins of religions, I look into the origins of reality and the world and and, and uh, quantum mechanics and all these kind of things because I want to know the, the nucleus of, of existence. And it perplexes me how people don't want to know how people are just satisfied to be told this is how it is and they never have the thought or the inkling or the or the desire to actually look into it for themselves they, they just take as gospel forgive the pun they just take as gospel that everything they're told is correct and i came to the conclusion that it's because they don't want to know uh, and i also came to the conclusion that this this steel fence of control that is around people is really their support mechanism because without the control without being told what to do or when to do it they have to think for themselves and, and they have to take responsibility for their own life and a lot of people are not capable or not ready to do that so it's easy for them to be supported by a control system which they they see as a comfort <clears throat> and you know, Leonard and I was were saying we come to the same conclusion. Now, people, literally, if, if for, for those who are awake and for those who are understanding of what's really going on in this world, and understanding of what's really going on in the in the current pandemic and, and different things, then you are an adult and you are free thinking and you are prepared to stand on your own two feet and challenge the 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 the, the restraint of, of the control system that is a support for those who are not ready and we were saying that you know like you have adults you also have the children and the children are the ones who are not really mentally mature enough and then this is not meant to be you know a detrimental uh knock at anyone but but they are not mentally mature enough to stand on their own two feet and actually challenge what's going on now when 
when a child is challenged, when their beliefs are challenged, etc., they throw a tantrum. And this is really what we see in emulation of, of people on social media. You know, all, all those who, that, that's been telling me for years now that I should be wearing a tinfoil hat. Ironically, they're the ones who are now wearing masks. So, you know, right. it's, 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 it's really, you know, you have to stand up, you have to become adults, you have to stand on your own two feet and recognise that you really give it, you are giving your power away to, to these people who are controlling you. But, but to you, that this control is your only safety mechanism. You have to rely upon them for your existence. Now, when, when people become spiritually high or, or mentally high or become mature enough to actually take care of their own reality and to take care of their own life, then it'll be a, it will be a, mar a remarkable change for, for humanity and for these individuals. So we, we, we both kind of come to the same, same conclusions at different times in different parts of the world, uh, literally probably within within the same week. That and and there's another guy who did the same thing, and he's Australian, but I think he's in Spain. So three of right. us, different places of the world, all of us, our consciousness in like a day or two of each other, literally, because it was just yesterday, he put the video out and I was pondering that and Michael was saying he was pondering it yesterday. So on the same day on this globe, three of us, mm -hmm. probably more. And I want to give a shout out to Omar. Thanks for sharing, buddy. Hi, he's in the chat and he shared out the our, our video um, and everybody else shared out, please. But all of us came to this conclusion and he and I just were talking. And he said, you know, it's weird. And he and Michael brought it up. And I said, well, wait a minute. And then I just told you, told him what I uh, told you guys that I came to that same conclusion. And it's because they're literally pushed to the point now because of how much is really going on, the struggle to where you have to make a choice. So people are, you know, that my father used to say, run, duck or bleed. Right. And so that's what you got to do with this. People have to either get involved with it and get involved with the fight and acknowledge it and start making decisions for yourself, like Michael said. Or you have to run and hide. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to have to think for myself. I don't want to have to be an adult. Even though they try to pretend that they are. I'm an adult and I'm making a decision that I don't believe and I call crap on what you're saying. Because it's easier. It's like the guy that was in the Matrix who was going to turn in the whole team because he didn't want to know anymore. I'll give you whatever you need. Just put me back inside and don't let me remember anything. Oh, but make me rich. Right? Mm -hmm. We, we, which is fine as, as long as you know that those who don't wish to do it uh don't start criticizing and attacking the ones who are prepared to do it because then you you really are you know it, it really is a is, is sort of a, a lower mind and low existence to be attacking the ones who who are trying to help and, and it's not selfish to not be wearing masks you know i i will turn around and say and, and genuinely turn around and say if i, I if i believed that by wearing a mask, I would be protected and, and others would be protected, then I would wear a mask. You know, it, it's not a case of being defiant or being an anarchist or being anti-establishment. It's being aware of the true meanings of these things. And when you become aware of the true meanings of these things, there is no way on earth that you are going to comply when you know what is really happening. And that's really what's going on beyond it. And, you know, that they are using clever applied behavioral psychology uh and and obviously politicians are staged and and they are taught these things and the, there's there's departments within government that deal purely with human psychology and and this is exactly what they're doing and when you know what they're doing it becomes as obvious 
as, as a black dot on a, on a piece of white paper. It becomes so obviously manifest that there is no way that you would ever bring yourself to comply with, because you know what's coming. Right. And you know, and 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 if you're a shepherd on the hill, and you see the wolf approaching the flock, what do you do? You know, you warn the flock that there's a danger, and that's what the likes of you and I and and Omar and other people are doing. So right. it's not it's not a selfish act. It's you know, putting people in danger because I refuse to wear a mask or I refuse to have a vaccine, because you know the, the British government at the moment are using these clever psychological words of. You know, we must stand together and defeat the anti-vaxxers. And, you know, because of anti-vaxxers, they are, that they are, you know, potentially costing lives. Well, it's not the anti-vaxxers who are costing lives. It's the house arrest of the world that's costing lives. There's more suicides now in the UK because of lockdown than there is because of the, the so-called cause of the lockdown. You know, there's three or four people every day now jumping under trains and killing themselves. Of course... You know, it's it's uh, you know, they're saying that it's COVID, so it doesn't come. You know, and yes, Bill, absolutely. Uh, and you know, one one of the things that I've said is, is on the twenty fourth of July this year in the UK, it became mandatory. Uh, people believe that mandatory is law. It's not. It's basically a a command. Now, on the twenty fourth of July, it became mandatory to wear masks in the likes of shops in stores. Now, on a couple of days later, I, I deliberately went to the busiest time to one of the busiest stores, and I was the only adult in there not wearing a mask. So I expected to come out of there feeling angry and agitated and annoyed at people. But what I actually felt is sadness and pity, and I felt sorry for them because a lot of the people who were doing it were doing it because they believed that they had to because it was law. Because it's not been when 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 a, a government minister comes out and says this is now mandatory, people believe that mandatory meant law, yep. and and it didn't and it doesn't because that it, as, as with America, you know, there, there are certain things that need to happen in 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 the UK in order for something to become law. It has to go through the House of Commons. Right. which is which is members of parliament and we have a what is known as a majority rule that is the law of parliament so if 50 people want it and 40 people don't the 50 people get what they want but they have to consider the views of the 40 of them of the minority that. what we do is a two-thirds vote <clears throat> to have a majority to be able to do it but our governmental system just like yours is based on like the republic by you know the plato's republic you know what yeah. I mean? The, the utopia, and so it's just almost identical, except for we don't have a, a king or queen. We don't. We're not. We're not that grandiose, right? <laughs> we we don't. We don't strive to that far. Of nobility. Look, look here. Look here. So, so we stay down with the president, right? It's not a king. Yeah. Or queen. It's just. It's like your prime minister. You know what I mean? So we yeah we don't have king or queens here, but uh, that's that's as far as we go. Right, we, we, the king and queen is where the king and queen is. <laughs> it is, and I say it goes through the House of Commons, the, the the members of Parliament. Basically, Parliament means speaking mind. So MPs are meant to be the representatives of the people, and when they they come up with with this law, when they come up with this majority rule, it then has to go to the House of Lords, which are not elected, but they are nominated now I, I completely disagree with that system but that nevertheless that is a system so it goes to the house of lords do we elect everybody over here but the problem is we need to yeah. have some limits because there's people in the in our government that have been like look at joe biden he's been in the in the government for 50 years 
right? And that's the way a lot of them are, like Nancy Pelosi. She's been in there, uh, and a couple of them, as lo longer than I've been alive, I'm going to be 53. These people are in their 80s, and they've mm -hmm. been there. That's, you know, they're, they're far too old. We need to have limits uh, to where when they get in, they have a certain time period, and they can't run for a certain time or never again. The problem with that is they all want Secret Service protection for the rest of their lives because of the stuff they know. And then the people mm -hmm. have right i do so so he goes to our house of lords and if, if the house of lords say no he goes back to the house of commons to be amended he goes back to the house of lords if the house of lords agree it then has to go to the queen for royal assent now when the queen yeah, the when, when, when the head of state signs that yeah. it then becomes law now what has happened with with aspects of, of, of the covid19 like the likes of social distancing and the likes of masks it was never given royal assent. It's never gone through the two the two houses. So therefore, it is not law. So that that is where people, you know, but that that is the first thing that the people are falling short of that they 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 do not know that mandatory is not law. Now a lot of them are because they don't know. Right. Now you know you can you can argue that we'll find out then. You know, it takes three or four minutes to to actually find out these things. But but people again going back to what we were saying before the show people are happy to accept what leaders are telling them and they they can't comprehend that these leaders are blatant lawyers who are feeding on their fears who are feeding on their energy who are feeding on their power who are using psychological behavior studies and applied behavioral uh, psychology in which to to completely confuse people and i, I came out feeling very very sorry for for the fact that there were so many people who were compliant, knowing exactly what it really meant. So yes, it, it, it is all to do with the token of submission. It is all to do, you know, we, we, we had in the UK as well for the National Health Service, we had people clapping on the doorsteps at 8, 8 p.m. every yeah. Thursday. And that went on for many months. And people believed that this was thanking National Health Service doctors and nurses and all that for, for, all, the, for all the work that they're doing, despite the fact that the hospitals were empty, uh, mm. because... You know that, that there's nothing going on in hospitals, which is completely contrary to a a rampaging deadly disease. But they were on the doorstep clapping, not realising that the origin of this came from the plague, where people used to clap to let everyone else know that they were infected. Now, in 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 the Roman Empire, they they used or the the Roman Emperor used to use public clapping to generate noise, which was really uh, the, the consent and public approval. So what people are doing are these two things when they're clapping on the doorstep when, when they're wearing masks there's there's, there's different origins to, to to the wearing of masks but really it is it is a token of submission to to what is coming so i felt i felt sorry for them and i and, and i did expect to feel extremely angry but I, but i didn't and i'm glad that i didn't but it it is really you know for, for those who are willing to walk into a store full of lots and lots of people who are all wearing masks for you to be the only one can often be like walking into the coliseum it takes a special kind of should we say a special kind of soul and a special kind of, of strength to put yourself on the parapet and, and and put yourself in in that position really especially since a couple of days previous the head of the, the biggest police force in in, in england uh, the Metropolitan Police said that we hope that mask wearers will shame non-mask mask wearers into 
compliance. Now, this, for one, is, is actually a criminal offence in the UK, to actually say that. That is inciting violence, and that is a criminal offence under the Public Order Act in the UK. So we have the head of the biggest police force basically inciting violence. I wish we had that law over here. <clears throat> we have politicians that do it all the time. All the violence that is going on with uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter right now was called for by most politicians in the last six months, eight months to a year, or even longer. Uh, mm -hmm. They were doing that before, and they, they incited this entire thing. They were literally screaming. Maxine Waters, who is a, a Democrat here in California, I don't know if she's a House of Representatives or a, a, or a, a senator. I think she's a House of Representatives. She was literally with a megaphone, a bullhorn, screaming on there, telling people, if you see anyone who's a conservative or a Republican, you need to get together with a bunch of people and get in their face and yell at them and get right in their face and shame them and tell them that they're not welcome anywhere in America. And they started doing that in small numbers. And then when they did that in cities where the Democrats ruled, the Democrats wouldn't let the police stop the, the rioters. They still do that. So what they do is they, they let them go. Antifa gets in there, and the people, the, the, the government, either the governor, if it's a, like here, in Gavin is the Democrat, or the mayor, tells the police department, stand down, don't do anything. And they go in there, and they start beating people and, and burning buildings, and they don't stop them. The police are nowhere to be seen. They, in fact, in, in, in some places, had them leave and abandon their own precinct, their own police department. And then the people went in and occupied their police department and destroyed it and burned it down or just occupied it and painted stuff all over it. And then they try to say that the president of the United States is causing this. And they're the ones that are actually doing it by allowing them to and not doing anything. Well, the the uh, police chief in, I think it was Oregon, don't quote me, it could be Washington. Was, I think it was in in um, in uh, uh, Seattle, Washington. Um, she ended up saying she was going to quit. In fact, she finally said, okay, that's it. I'm going in against the orders of the governor and the mayor. She went in and stopped the violence, then quit. Okay, and did it against the orders, and then she stepped down. I can't work for these people. How can I work for them when they don't let me do my job? I quit. I'm out of here. You have many people in the police department across the United States now taking uh, retirement, early retirement, and uh, you know, and there's a, a you know a need for police even more so, and nobody wants to be a cop in this country anymore because they're being shamed by the very people. You know, you have this this group Antifa. That means we're supposed to be anti-fascist, and they're doing nothing but being the most fascist thing. It's the it's the brown shirts from 1938 when they started that whole thing. Well, it is, and 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 again, you know, we we have the same. It's slightly slightly different in the UK because it's meant to be policing by consent and all the and all this kind of thing, and it just shows how irresponsible and childish that your politicians are when when they are calling for this violence and as i say there are there are laws in in the uk that that prevents anyone doing that because anyone that incites violence or hatred it's a criminal offense right. so they can but but the, the police in the moment and, and the problem i have with the police at the moment is that you know and and for, forgive me for for sounding harsh but they are becoming dumb fascists mm -hmm. and by and by that i mean that they are without even thinking they are completely enforcing a tyranny upon the people. And, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that just following orders bears no weight anymore. You know, it, it, was these, it was these kind of people that said, ladies and gentlemen, please step on the train. 
outfit is the next stop. You can have a shower, you can get yourself clean. And I see these people as no different to the ones who were saying that to, to the people who were going to outfits to be executed. Now, yeah. it may, may seem like a, a, a strange comparison, but I'm just following orders, bears no weight. Now, when I, when I was doing this, this occupation, it was getting to the stage where I was actually refusing to do things that I knew was, was not right. Uh, morally or legally, I knew was not was not right, and I was refusing to do it. And and to be honest, the you know the, the senior officers within that service didn't really know what to do with me because I just simply refused. And everyone has the choice, and and just following orders, I'm afraid carries no weight. You have to look into what you're enforcing. You have to know that if you're enforcing something, you know you are the ones who are enforcing the law, and yet you don't even know what the law is. Right. So, you know, that, that, the screen, yeah. uh, that Omar sent me and you can see in the out the window of this car, there's a police officer and they're now having dogs. And he talked to her and she said, this is a COVID dog. Like they've now trained dogs to be able to sniff people out who have COVID-19. You believe that? Bless you. Well, well, that's impossible because there's no such thing. And I've, 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 I've seen I've seen. Uh, two official Freedom of Information Act applications this week, uh, one from the Public Health England and the other one from the Department of Health and Social Care. And it was basically that they were asked the question, prove that this has been separated, isolated, uh, satisfies Cox postulates, and you can actually identify and prove medically, scientifically, medically, that A contributes to B. And they basically set both of them independently have sent back saying we hold no such information. So therefore, they have no proof whatsoever that this thing actually exists. So anybody with a common cold, anyone with a, a list of, of ailments will test positive for coronavirus because coronavirus is the common cold. It is the flu. It is the, these, these different things. And it's absolute rubbish yep. that, you know, that they're able as I said, there's, there's more people committing suicide than there are dying from this so-called rampaging yeah, yeah, violence. You know, I also here, here's the thing that, that I want to point out well, really quickly. Um, I, want, I want to put this question up for you. Omar has a question for you. Address this, then I want to uh, talk about what I was going to talk about. It has really to do with all of this. But uh, he says, you're an ex-police officer. How would you have handled this if you were still an officer? That's a good okay, Omar. It is a good question, and the way I would have dealt with this is, is the same way that I, that I dealt with other things that were morally wrong. I'd have said no. Now, there, there, there are situations where, in in the UK, uh, you know, I, I've sort of whistleblowed on, on, on the police many times about manipulating figures, manipulating statistics, and the, there was such an incident where we were actually ordered to go and do what we call here a stop and search. Now, basically, what a stop and search is, it's called an encounter. Now, when, for argument's sake, at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, if you're on a housing estate that's seen a, a high level of burglary or a high level of car, uh, automobile crime, then if you see youths walking around at that time in the morning, you stop them and you ask them to account for their whereabouts. That is called an account, uh, an encounter. That is called a stop and search. So you note that down the details. You have no proof they've done anything, but we're going to record that you're in this area of high crime at this time on this date okay now we were we, we were being ordered by senior office to go into a local park and stop people walking dogs stop people who were out exercising 
And we were told to create an encounter, create a stop and search, basically manipulating the figures. And I refused to do it. And there's other officers who refused to do it because it was wrong and it was illegal. So how would I have dealt with this? I would have used common sense. I would not have enforced something that I believe was incorrect. And I believe that this is completely incorrect. Now, when, when, you know, when, when people are having weddings and parties and the police are turning up and, and, and attempting to disperse a private party, what right do they have to do that? Right. They, have no, they have no right to do that. What what they're actually doing is that day by day by day by day, they are enforcing a dictatorship. They are enforcing a tyranny. And as I said before, because they're becoming dumb fascists, they have no clue that that's what they're doing. Now, right. in, in, a, in an age of, of information, you know, ignorance is, is really, really is a choice. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, and and some sometimes I want to find something out, and I sit on my laptop in the UK. Within two or three minutes, I found the answer. Now, if I can spare two or three minutes to get clued up, to get wise as to what's going on, then so can everyone else. Now, if you don't want, if you don't want to do that, there's a reason. There's a reason you don't want to do that, and it goes back to what we were saying about about, about this the, this fence of support. That is basically enabling people to not have to take that responsibility. Well, you know, and, and to to get to what I was—it's a good segue where you're at right now—is um, that what they do is they count on the fact that you guys don't look that up. I tell people that all the time. They lie about things and claim, like when the Mueller report came out, they claim the Mueller report has shown clearly that the president was colluding with the Russians, and in the Mueller report, his actual verbiage was. We have found no collusion by any American, period, with the Russians. Okay, so it was the complete opposite. But they lied and said that he said there was many things that he did wrong. And those things that he did wrong <clears throat> were things that he pointed out that could be construed as wrong, but he never actually did it. Like, for instance, when there was a claim from a whistleblower that, he, that Donald Trump said, you go fire Mueller right now. And, and then the guy didn't do it. Okay, so his intent they claim is treasonous and he should be, he should be impeached over it, but he didn't do it. Nobody did it. And just by saying that, how many times you, you say to somebody, you know what? I'm so pissed. I could kill that guy. Right. And people say that stuff. You think it, you say it out yeah. loud. What does it mean that you're a murderer? That you're going to, that you're convicted of murder. You didn't do it. Thinking it and doing it are completely different things. Now they expect that you're not going to look that stuff up for yourself. And what they do is they start playing with your emotions. Now, let me explain what they're doing here. If you look at, if you try to Google right now, the graph of how many people had the coronavirus and you see it going up and up and up and up until March, of, I think it's March 23rd or March 24th. And that was when it actually turned and started to dive straight down. But you don't know that because you cannot find those online that shows that arch clearly going up and coming down till today because they won't let you see it. Also, before this thing happened back in March, before they did that, I looked up how many people die on average or how many people get on average influenza. And there's what, seven, eight strands, nine strands. How many people get influenza on average in the United States of America? Now, you can't find this number now. 
And if you go to the CDC, they changed the numbers. I know because I went there and I got them before and did a show. So you can go back and find the actual numbers and compare them with what the CDC says now. They didn't change the number of people who get the influenza, but they changed the number of people who die from it. Why would they do that? Let me explain why. In America right now, America has almost 7 million cases of coronavirus. We have approximately 180,000 deaths from that. Now, we know through investigation that probably half or more than half of those deaths are a lie. But let's just say that it is 170,000, 180,000. Now, we only have 7 million, close to 7 million people that have it. And this is in, from the time they started counting, not in March. They started counting in January. So in an eight-month time period, the normal flu uh, period starts in October or November and goes to March. And they stop counting. So there is no statistics from March until now on regular influenza because it's so little they don't count it. They only count the stuff that happens between October and, and March. So in October through March, there was an anomaly that happened last year. 90,000 people reported having a flu virus that none of our antibodies would work for on. Okay, so that was baffling to them because they supposedly didn't know about the coronavirus yet because the Chinese hadn't admitted it to the world yet. But I had found that they had. My brother said, no, bro, back when they announced that they were going to impeach the president in September, they talked about it. And I remember being in November and December saying there is a pandemic on the planet and these people aren't talking about it because they're too busy working on the president. So I took my brother's advice and I looked and I went to the CDC and that's when I found between October and November and December, 90,000 people, which was way early for the regular influenza, which normally starts in November and December, it started in October, had this flu virus that they've never seen before. But they never went back and said, yeah, that was coronavirus. Because they didn't want to tell people we saw it and had it, but didn't know about it until three months later when we were told what it was. That makes them look stupid. So they just counted those as we're not sure what that is. So we don't know how many people died from that. But it was already here in October. So when we started getting deaths in January, November, December, January, 90 days later, they started counting. Okay, now, come through to today, 170,000 people. So answer, how many people per year in America get influenza? They're going to try and scare you with this going forward because now you can't find these numbers on the Internet. And you have Gavin Newsom and other Democrats starting to talk about a twindemic. They're rolling out here in this state of California a new test that tests for four things. Coronavirus, the antigen that makes your lungs uh, uh, harden, which is when you get the coronavirus, it's the one thing that will kill you if you have problems. And influenza A and influenza B. Why would they be testing for those? Well, Anthony Fauci just came out last week and said, I predict we're going to have the worst flu season in history. Okay, so here's 5 million, 6 million, 7 million people got coronavirus, and that's scary, scary to you because they've told you to be afraid of that. The average people that get influenza in the United States per year is 20 to 60 million. And that is an average that goes back to 1965, accepted average. We don't do anything about it except for say, wash your hands during the flu season, guys. 
right? Sanitize. Don't go to work when you're sick. How many people die in that time period, Michael? Do you know the answer to that? I do. Let me guess. 170,000 people die from influenza on an accepted number going back to 1965 on average. So you could expect this winter before March of next year, 20 to 60 million Americans will get influenza and 170,000 of them will die in the same time period that 170,000 people died from coronavirus. Wait a minute, what? Mm. Well, coronavirus is deadlier. No, coronavirus has been everything. I sprained my finger and I'm a COVID patient. Okay, so the people who are listed as COVID are at least 50% lies. So if you take that down, that means 75,000 people died. Well, that's an acceptable number from March until now for influenza, right? Because they didn't add the numbers from October, November, and December because they didn't go back retroly and say, well, they might have been COVID-19, so we better look into that and add them. Had they, it would be about the same number. So my point here is they're already using the verbiage twindemic, and they're already not allowing you to find the normal statistics for the base accepted number of all flu cases because what they have an agenda a socialist agenda to lock you down comrade get your people uh, shaming you and calling up and reporting on you report on your on your family and friends comrade and keep you locked down forever they don't want you going anywhere and the whole time they're going to blame it on the president they're going to say it's his fault because they want to get power joe biden will be the president long enough to say i do i do and then they're going to start making reparations right then to come out and say, he's unfit to serve. And guess what? Kamala Harris is the new president. And she needs to pick somebody. And I'll bet you they already have somebody for her to pick as their vice president. Or maybe um, Gavin Newsom from the state of California, who we know wants to be president one day. And they're weaning him for that. Gavin Newsom is, is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. Bet you didn't know that. You know why I know that? I look shit up. So if you go to Google right now and ask the same question that I asked of you, Go to CDC and the number changed. They say only 26,000 people die from the flu on average. And you will go watch my show where I screenshot that thing and it says 170,000. That number's been changed in the CDC. Why? Well, who runs the CDC? Anthony Fauci and his business partner who have a pharmaceutical company and they have a vaccine they're looking to get. I looked into that and did the numbers on one of my shows, guys. If you look at that, they stand to gain somewhere around $128 trillion by vaccinating the planet. And I had a low estimate that said, let's say the vaccination was $100, right? Times 7 trillion, or 8, or 8 billion people that we have on the planet, trillion people we have on the planet. So this is all a freaking cash cow. It's a lie. I just had a video, two videos get deleted. One got deleted off of YouTube. And one is now censored on Facebook. And I don't know if you guys can see it. Um, I can because I can click on it. But it says there was three fact checkers that, that said that I was a conspiracy theorist. And the three fact checkers, two of them, this was yesterday's show that I went live with. Two of them are the same company. It's factcheck.org. And the other one is, is uh, Newsweek. And if anybody know anything about those companies, I went and looked up uh, on there and came and did another, uh, did another thing showing that the... I posted it on the on the link. It says, look here, read who gives them the money. Follow the money. So these people who are supposed to be an independent fact checker are, in fact, getting all their money from Google, Facebook, the DNC, 
Mike Bloomberg and George Soros. If you don't know who those people are, watch the show where I talked about that. That's why Michael and I decided to talk about this stuff today. Because the problem is, what Michael was saying, and I'll turn it back over to him, is that Pete, we've come to the conclusion that we can't tell anyone. Bill Van Horn even said that. Okay? I'll have to put up some of what he's saying. He's writing the books down here. I should start putting his stuff up so we can discuss it because he's got good shit. So I didn't mean to talk for like 20 minutes because I, I do that on my own when I'm on my own show. But I wanted to give you guys the, the background of, of why Michael and I are on here. He knows this stuff. He knows it independently. And that's why we're like, dude, we need to do a show. We're both coming to the same conclusion. So I'm sorry. So continue. <clears throat> well, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there. And that's fine. It's nice to listen. I, I, I think people need to realize that they are being lied to. Now what, you know, and I, I still, probably a couple of weeks ago, I, I had sight of a leaked document, secret document. That so really, been, it's really quick. Celeste said she tried, <laughs> she shared it on Facebook. Facebook blocked it. So I'm the only one who can see the video. No one else can. So yeah. I'll, have, I'll have to do another video. I'll have to send it to people who want to see it, right? Go ahead. No, absolutely. And, and you know, th th this was leaked by a, a senior civil servant who had attended government meetings. And it spells out exactly what what they're doing, and what they're doing is, and, and now these these are their words, not mine. They are repurposing, reinventing society, and society is what they call the, the big society. Big society is communism, and when you look at the likes of Obama, when he had all the the loud guys behind him saying. Uh, the new dawn and all the new dawn is basically communism so what they're trying to do is bring a a chinese communist system into yeah. the the west and what what they're doing and again you know that the, the, there's a there was something called a piece a p e a s e which is part of that document that basically said that the media will be used to instill the fear of personal threat to different people and they they use clever sort of psychological words where this is what you can this is what you can do to protect yourself and now this and, and part of this is what you can do to protect yourself is what they call social disapproval techniques now what social disapproval techniques are is what we were saying 20 30 minutes ago mm -hmm. about let's hope that the, the those who are wearing masks shame those who are not into compliance that is social disapproval techniques it's psychology and they, they they're they're using the media to do this now what happened in the in the recent protest just this saturday in london was the media went to trafalgar square in the middle of london before the protesters arrived and then they took photographs and videos of, of pretty much an empty trafalgar square and then they reported that look there's only 12 people turned up or there's only 10 or whatever figure they gave they tried to suggest that no one had actually turned up for this event so what they're doing is 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 they're blatantly lying to people and just just feeding on their fears and it, it is up to people to look into this and and not believe what the media or the government or the establishment are telling you because as you say when you follow the checks when you follow who signs the checks yeah. it invariably leads to the same group of people now when you look at the whole of the the the, the media around the world you know, we, we we basically live in, in a system of, of commerce law, maritime law. So everyone is a business. 
So, so really, money does make the world go round. Now, when you start looking at everyday common words like apprenticeship, partnership, relationship, they all have ship on the end, which means they are a maritime commerce law phrase. Now, when, when we go into court, we enter the dock. When you down attend court, they issue a, bank war, uh, a bench warrant. Bench comes from banco, which is bank. It's a bank warrant. Now, when you have all of these shipping terms, when you get married, you have to have a license. Why do you have to have a license? Because it's two businesses that are merging together. Yeah. And when you look at the main players in this maritime law, they operate on, on the major waterways. So they become the main stream. And that is where we get the mainstream press, the yeah. mainstream establishment. They, they operate on the major waterways, the main stream. So it's all this commerce law. So, of course, anything that happens financially is happening. Now, somebody said to me, who in the right mind would collapse, you know, collapse the economy, collapse the completely collapse everything businesses are being ruined people are becoming destitute because they're losing their business they're losing their uh, everything because of because of this because because of the, the the covid crash well it makes perfect sense if you know what they're up to it makes perfect sense if you realize that in order to restructure and repurpose and reinvent society first of all they wish to break it down because then they can rebuild it exactly how they wish to form the new big society so it begins to make sense you know if, I, if i'm going to go and build a house where a house is currently situated what am i going to do i'm going to break that one down first and then build my own yep and, and that's exactly, and that's exactly what they're doing you might keep pieces of it renovated but you're gonna you're gonna take it down to its to its yes of course, well, because you wish to you wish to rebuild it to your specifications, your size, to your colouring, and and they they this this lead document says that you know this is an opportunity of a lifetime to actually restructure society, and not only restructure society, but as part of this applied behavioural psychology, they are changing society in in a way that people are not even realizing that their behaviors and their society is changing. Mm -hmm. And that is why we have clever, you know, clever words from a staged uh, health secretary saying the new normal, the new normal, the new normal. Why does he keep saying the new normal? Because it's getting people to accept that reality, their society has yep. changed. And so have their behaviors. Commercials out with everybody wearing masks. Right, and the commercials that say wear a mask save lives, and they're plastering that all over the screen, right? Yeah, of course, it's psychology. I mean, we, we had, uh, you know, like save lives, protect the NHS. Well, again, it's, it's, it's psychology, it's applied behavioral psychology. And when you understand what they're doing, you, you, you can see it in my life, you really can. It's so, it's so obvious that it re, it's really, uh, it's really perplexing, as, as, as you've said at the start, that people cannot see what is going on and and it does come to what we said about they well, don't want to see they don't want to see because they know that once they see it they cannot unsee it and and then it takes that uh, they have to then take responsibility yep. to then do something about it at the moment you have the people who again have this this steel fence of control which is their safety net because with this with, with this with this steel safety net around them they don't have to become adults. They don't have to take responsibility. They don't have to see that there's, there's a problem. There's a problem coming. Now, if you see some of the some of the the, the beauties that the, the, the UK government have put inside the Coronavirus Act, where 
that this this new law that's been hidden from everyone <clears throat> some some of the the absolute tyranny uh it, it would actually make nazi germany look like disneyland well see that's just no. like omar puts a question of what do you think about the covid apps over in china those were mandatory every single person in china had to download that app so that they could track everyone and find out who if anyone had that so they're trying to implement that in the uk and the united states am i right are they trying to do that you guys too no well the, the, what, what you have to realize is when you look into the likes of the committee of 300 who are, who are the top 300 thinkers global planners of the world and if you look at their one world you know the, the new world order is a relatively new recent phrase <clears throat> the, the the more ancient phrase is 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 the one world order now a one world order part of that becomes a uniform law now what we see happening at the moment is is, is a global a global uniform law because you know france is doing the same as germany germany's doing the same as england england's doing the same as america america's doing the same as canada this becomes a a uniform law where everybody is doing the same thing this becomes a one world order now yeah. it is quite obvious that in order to make the canadian government the american government the british government the french government the german government to do the same thing they are being controlled otherwise you wouldn't be able to coordinate this on, on the scale that, that that what they're they're coordinating there so you can you can only do this and you can only pull this off if you control all the cogs of the will which is the control of the governments so they're basically they're, they're bringing this one world order let me ask you really quickly how, how do you think well i already know the answer but i just want you to tell the people how is it that these people on whatever channel you turn on instantaneously say the exact same words when they're discussing something say president trump tweets something or like you're saying they run down and take pictures ahead of time how is it that everybody knows that someone is saying is saying this is what you're going to say and it goes out not just the united states it goes out globally to these people and they all say the same thing the same rhetoric all over the world all at once that suggests the only way that could happen is how because the, because the same people are writing the script now if, if i if i was to if i was to write a script and give it to you and to Almar and to all the listeners and and all of these people that i have control of and said read this that's what's happening now when you look at the mainstream operate on the major waterways the mainstream when you look at the whole of the mainstream media for the whole of the world is controlled by six families six people mm -hmm. why do you think the press are situated in fleet street in london well fleet when you look at what fleet means it means under the same control right the, the only way they can do this is by it's, it's being completely scripted and people you know that's why they're called news readers they're not journalists anymore that they're, they're, they're just readers they're reading a script so when when you go back to the question about the apps well of course you know that they're, they're they're completely fiddling the figs again if i if i have this app on my phone and i walk past somebody and, and my phone bleeps because somebody who i've walked past in a crowded town or city has been tested positive at some point then all of a sudden i'm now classed as having this this virus now everybody now who comes into contact with me is now also classed as having this virus so straight away from one person you now have hundreds of people who now have this virus so therefore that looks really good on their figures doesn't it
Well, and on top of that, if a person did have the virus at some time and they don't anymore, that means they have the antigens in their body that herd immunity counts on for you to come in contact with them so that you get those antigens as well so that you don't get the virus or that you have the ability to fight it off. That's how herd immunity works. So now they're keeping you distance and afraid to go near anyone like that because they don't want you, because they're telling you that means you could be affected. Wait a minute, they've already had it. So they're, they're all, no, they probably have it now. They want you to believe that those numbers are current, that that many people are in the hospitals, that there's, you know, what is it, 5 million, 7 million people somewhere in the United States are in hospitals somewhere because they're all still fighting off the virus for eight months. I'm sorry, what? But if, if we stay away from people for 14, 15 days, we don't have it anymore. So that means all of those people survived. And they all now have antigens in their bodies that well, I need to touch them. I need to get their sweat off their palm of their hand and mine so that that goes into my skin because that's the good bacteria that I need to fight off the virus. No, 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 social distance. Don't get near anybody. We can't have you guys curing oh. this thing on your own. Here well, that, that, You're that, that, away from everyone, man. Run. Well, the, the thing is, it, it doesn't bode well for, for their mandatory vaccines if everybody's getting out of this uh, and and of course you know that, that's exactly what they want to do they, they want to vaccinate everyone so that they're going to create the, the system which allows them to do that they, they must give people an incentive to you know to 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 get back to a new normal now when when this vaccine comes out now Again, because they they because it's failed Cox postulates and it's never been analysed, never been separated. What exactly is the vaccine for? Right. Because the, the, so quite obviously it, it, it's something else. Now, when everybody's vaccinated, you know, you, you, even on the BBC travel page now they're talking about nanotechnology in the vaccines. So it is a real it, it's it's an incentive for them to to to, to give people, you know, how how are you going to get people to have this vaccine? Well, if you do overnight it becomes normal again for you they're, mm -hmm. they're thinking oh thank god for that let's get rid of the mask let's get rid and 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 that really is their incentive but again it goes back to this leaked report that says that people's reality people's behavior that pe people's society and, and neighborhoods are changing uh but they're not necessarily realizing that their behavior is changing and it, it, it's almost like you know, the, the, the saying about the frog in, in, in the frying pan. If you put the frog in the frying pan and just increase the heat slightly, it doesn't recognise it. And that's right. a, and everything for them is really a tiptoe. So people don't realise what's going on. You know, you start having, well, you must wear these masks on public transport. Now you must wear these masks in shops. Now you must wear these masks everywhere you go. Yeah. And that that's how they sort of do it bit by bit by bit. So you don't realise that... That your behavior and your reality in your society is actually changing to such an extent that you can't go back and that is why they can come up with these clever phrases of the new normal because you put it into people's psychology that things will never be the same again because right. now they, they can't go back now they, they can't step backwards it's full force ahead it has to go forwards call a virus a disease is the first step there everybody is this disease so what they're saying is that the coronavirus is the virus, but then it gives you COVID-19, and that's a disease, which is a crock of shit. It doesn't give you COVID-19. COVID-19 is the name of the virus. It's novel coronavirus 2, as a matter of fact. And there are four of those. <laughs> okay? So I don't understand how we got three and four before we got two. Three and four was already out on the planet, and two wasn't yet. <clears throat> 
you got that on the planet now. Well, how does that happen? How is it named two novel coronavirus two when there's novel coronavirus three and four after that already? Why would that one be called number two? Don't you think it would come out in order of the way they came out? Well, you would. I mean, everybody carries coronavirus because they say it's it's a common cold, and every everybody's saying you know it's COVID nineteen because nineteen is the year two thousand and nineteen. This, that, and the other when it was discovered. And actually, when you look into the ancient uh, meanings of, of numbers, number nineteen means submission. So we have all of these things that relate to people submitting and tokens of submission, and it's basically a public black magic ritual, yeah. and and people are, are all wearing these these masks and and conforming. You know, in other words, my voice, my opinion means nothing. I'll I'll cover my face. I'll cover my voice because that means nothing. I accept. I accept what you're telling me, and then again, again, as we said at the at the beginning of the show, you know, I, I deal with ancient cultures. I deal with ancient religions. I deal with the fact that the vast majority of people that come across these things accept what people are telling them. Yeah, but and, the whole, and they never look into it for themselves. Our schools, our churches our media, our jobs, they're all set up maritime law. And the only people don't even know it, right? And everything is set up that way, so it's set up with the caste system, those who are at the top of the triangle and all the rest of us down the bottom. And the only way that this one works, the Communist Manifesto that they're going by to take over the United States and England is that they have to destroy the middle class. So you have a ruling class and a slave caste. No one in between with no hope of getting up there. It becomes Elysium, the movie, where you had the rich and the elite living up in space on their little space station, and the slaves were on Earth. Only mm. they're still here on Earth. Well, actually, maybe not. If there's a breakaway society, they might be living underground or out off-world, right? So, yeah, that's just insane, right? Go ahead. Well, well, well everything is a lie, really. I mean, we we're told in when I was at school and, and, and everything else, I was told that, you know, Christopher Columbus found the Americas. Well, that's, that's rubbish because... You know, the, the Sinclair family that built uh, Rosalind Chapel and the Knights Templar were going back and forth from Scotland to America uh, years before uh, uh, Columbus actually set sail. And they've actually they've actually put this encoded in, in, in the building, the architecture of Rosalind Chapel. So, yeah. that you know, so so the, the, even the most minute of, of, of historical events are a complete contrived lie. So. Why would you, you know, if, if if these people are proven liars that have that have been exposed many times in the past, many times now, and will be exposed many times in, in the future, why do you think they're now telling the truth? Right. Why would you think now? <laughs> why? Right. Exactly. It it is it is uh, it is uh, Almar, the Hunger Games Society, and what right. happened in, in the in the film in the end? You know, the, the the people realised and and the people stood up and the, and the people took back control. Uh, my only issue is is will enough people realize what's going on uh again well you know th this is now a time for people to to graduate and become adults now will they do that 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 is purely up to them if purely up to them my my problem it it needs to be enough of them who do that uh yeah. because at the moment the ones who are complying the ones who are attacking people for not complying because we can see what the hell is going on, that they are the ones who are leading the whole of humanity to the slaughterhouse. Now, what I can see at the moment are the gates in front of me and they're beginning to open. So well, people, right. people, people, need, people need to grow up and get with it very, very soon. See, like Bill said, I put it up on the screen earlier, but it's what you just said, that the reason that we've been activated is to fight this battle between good and evil and in this world and the next.
Yeah. And I, I agree with that because I think that there are a certain number of us on this planet that, you know, I, I agree with the, you know, the, the idea of the law of one. I used to call it the way until I read that where I, there was just the way the universe worked. And some people have came here specifically to do what we're doing. I think you have. I think I have. Bill Van Horn, Omar, probably Celeste, people that I know personally that are in the, that are in the audience. Have been, have been brought here and activated to fight this this war of what's going on because these people that are here can't do it for them, for themselves, or they won't, or they choose not to. But some want yeah. to, but they don't have they don't know what to do. They don't know how to lead because they've been stuck with this bureaucracy, this this mind uh, uh, bending and twisting matrix that they're living in that they can't see, uh, or they want to see, and they know it's there, but they have no idea how. What do we do? How do we get out of this? And so people like us are standing up and saying, okay, I'll be the adult. I mean, right. they're just, you know, ne ne never, for those who are doing this, never ever underestimate the, the spirit and the bravery that you are displaying by standing up and saying, you know, pe people ask me, you know, well, what, what can we do? And I, and I say, it is the most simplistic thing in the world. Yeah, it's very easy, actually. <laughs> and, 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 and how, how how I express it and how simple it is. It is one word containing two letters. No. No. Yeah. You, exactly. you cannot you cannot get simpler than that. You say no. Yep. You don't have to riot. You don't have to loot. You yep. don't have to kill anyone. You don't have to fight anyone. Yep. You say no. Yep. Now, there's, there's, there's several examples now in the UK and, and around other parts of the world where, where the governments have actually backtracked because people have said, no, the mm -hmm. Boris Johnson, the, the British Prime Minister, was going to prevent anyone from the age of 50 above from leaving their house. And there's been such a backlash that he's now reneged. Now, that's, that, the governor was about to implement that nobody from 50 or above could leave their houses. And everyone said no. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, quiet, didn't say any more about it. Well, what, what that demonstrates is where the power really lies. It really does, and I, and I saw. I think it might have been Bill who, who put up something about archons. I missed the question, yeah, but yeah, some, something about archon. But when you look at the word archon, yeah. it, it it it's it also gives you the word monarchy and hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So all all of these things are connected. You know, the the lords, the rulers, all of these things are really really connected. And and there's there's those who know, and there's those who they prevent from knowing. But you know, never never ever underestimate the the bravery that each and every one of us who are who are doing this and standing up and and sometimes to our own detriment to some sometimes to our own potential you know downfall in, in on, on some occasions because we are really we are really t taking this forward and one day you know one day whether it's in this life or the next someone will be on the doorsteps clapping for us because mm -hmm. it really is it really really is a difficult and brave thing it is so easy to be a black and white print from a photocopier it's extremely difficult to be a beautiful colored piece of paper in the middle of that carbon black and white print uh because you get you okay. really do you know you really do get noticed you really do they, they do any nail that sticks up they try and knock down and it really, really is a difficult, difficult job that we're doing here. So, yes, I do believe that some people come here with a greater knowledge. Some people come here with a greater activation. Some people come here to do specific things. 
and at certain times they are activated to do that now of course if any army with any battle you have your foot troops you have your cavalry you have you have all of these 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 different things yeah and you know yes and, and, and exactly uh, you know it, it, it is really you, you know you, you can put it into the into the metaphors of light and dark you can yeah. put it into the metaphors of positive and negative right. that the fact remains in in the in in universal creation positive and negative were created in equal measures yeah. so therefore it is equally valid what you have to do and I said before is be in the place of non-duality which is the which is the place of neutral and don't get stuck in the quagmire of any of, of the extreme polarities and, and by that I mean stop in a place of neutral go into the dark go into the light but come back it is yeah. so easy to be stuck in the quicksand trying to fight and trying to bang your head against a brick wall for people that don't want to listen if they don't want to listen do not waste your energy and your time on them. Spend your time and your energy on the people who do. Yep. Because <clears throat> otherwise, you know. Jesus said that when and Muhammad did both. When they when they were in their teaching, they told their people, if you go to a place and they don't want to listen to you, they don't want to hear what you're saying, don't try to convince them because you'll just make them angry. They'll become afraid of you. And then the, the fear gets them to start trying to kill you. Hmm. Try to they want to out you and, and throw rocks at you or whatever. So he, he, Jesus said, wipe the dust from your sandals and move on. Because the truth is, if they don't want to hear, this is the entire focus of what we're talking about. If they don't want to hear, they're not going to. And if they're not going to hear, then you can't, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So why try? At that point, you have to say, okay, you're on your own to make your own decisions. I was trying to help you. I did my due diligence and have a nice day. So when people say to me, okay, you're nuts, you're crazy for what you're saying, I look at them and I say, oh, all right, well, then we just have to agree to disagree. Have a nice day. And then I go on. I'm not going to try and convince them because they're already made up their mind. So they're going to have to figure it out on their own, right? I mean, that's the, the whole, in a nutshell, what we're, what we're saying here, right? Well, it, it is, and, and, and they will have to find it out by themselves. You know, I, I remember sort of eight, nine, ten years ago uh, talking about certain things to, to, to family members. And of course, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, the, these things were were still. We we knew it was coming, but to, to to all intents and purposes, it was a theory. It was unprovable. It was just something that we were saying. But I do know now that that some of the things that I said a decade ago, uh, certain members of family are now saying, actually, I remember when you said that. So it went in somewhere, and it's it's not our job to convince people who don't want to listen. You know, again, when you look at the ancient philosophies of, of you know, it's only those with the eyes that can see and the ears that can hear that will will get this. And and people don't want to get it. Right. So, yeah. So don't spend too much time and energy on people who are not ready to listen. Spend it on the ones who you can help. I had that happen to me, the same thing where I've been talking to, you know, my ex-wife, uh, of course, when we were married and, and my mindset and the things that I talked about, and she was always... Okay, you know, we'll have to agree to disagree on whether or not you should have a firearm or just everything that's going on. And I would say, you know, that's that's the opposition. That's the, the cabal, the people in charge. She was always going, oh, geez, okay, whatever. So come forward in time, about three months ago, she contacts me and says, I'm sitting here with my mother. She's taking care of her mother like I'm taking care of mine. I'm sitting here with my mother and watching all this stuff on television. And we both turn and look at each other at the same time and say, that's the stuff Leonard was talking about. And she started, they started to see, just like I said, they remembered that I was pointing stuff out to them and they started seeing it now. 
And then when I was talking to her about everything that was going on, look, the stuff that's going on with Donald Trump, and this is a lie, and it's a power struggle, and and these people are trying to get rinse back control and take control and turn this into a communist. She's like, okay, you're just way out there again. So now she's watching all this stuff unfold on television, and she looks at her mom again and says, that's what I'm talking about. So she calls me and says, okay, tell me what's going on, because now I'm starting to believe that what you said is real. And I'm like, thank you. Right. And that's exactly what you said. You have to move on from them, but it gets in there through osmosis. And you have to allow that to sink into some people and they'll come to that conclusion. At some point, something will trigger them to start to go down that rabbit hole. And then they'll come back around to you and go, wow, you were telling me this 20 years ago. Right. Mm. Well, what you tend to find as well is, is, is when something personally affects someone, yeah. then that's when they they begin to see you know and we we have friends we, we've told them this and and they don't believe it and then it's a case of you're sending your child back to school in september do you realize this and 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 by this you know you're just dropping in little hints like you know when your child goes in in back to school in september this year which is now uh we, we were saying this four or five six weeks ago you know it's like do you realize that when your child goes to school now Sometimes without the parents' consent or the, the parents' knowledge, they are going to be testing your child for COVID-19. Now, right. under, this, under this Coronavirus Act, it gives them the powers to actually quarantine your child and not actually tell you where that child is. Yep. Now, when, now for, for anyone who, who's sending their child back to school, yep. that really was a jaw-dropper. It really was, and and when you start finding that the, the when, when things personally affect people, that's when they start to see what's going on. And mm-hmm. as I, as I was saying earlier, some some of the beauties that they put in this that that people will be absolutely horrified. But again, they need to know. Uh, I mean, did, how many people realise that in the UK, uh, elderly people's homes and even hospitals now are secretly writing on medical notes dnr which means do not resuscitate mm-hmm. now the patient the patient doesn't know that and the family most of the time are not being told so we have this disorder now which is really a call of the elderly and the weak it says do not resuscitate no one's been consulted right. and this is happening in care homes that there are actually legal cases going on it's soon happening. yeah, yeah. because there's legal cases going on soon now where elderly people in homes are being refused medications they're being refused food and water uh, when they die it's being signed as covid19 so again under the under the coronavirus act you lose the right to an inquest yeah so what, what is happening now is regardless of what you're dying of it's going down as covid19 so the funeral the funeral directors the, the undertakers come to the nursing home you're in the body bag you're in their property you go for a cremation there is no investigation. The family are not involved. There is no chapel of rest visits. There's no, the doctors don't even attend. They're doing things by by phone. So it's a complete cover up, and it's yep. genocide. Yep. Now this now, now who would have believed, even this time last year, that in the United Kingdom and in America and places like this, genocide is happening. You know, we hear we hear in the news, Saddam Hussein is killing his people. Uh, Gaddafi is killing his people. Right. And we're telling that these these are real ogres, these are devils, you know, they're killing their people, it's genocide of their people. But yet our people are doing it in the United Kingdom and in America. Yep. 
you know, how even 12 months ago, people would have said you're an absolute lunatic for saying that this would happen. Right. They are they are murdering elderly people in care homes. Yep. And can you see any of the media saying anything about that? Right. They you did know? that to my uncle. My uncle had pneumonia. This happened three years ago. He had pneumonia. He was a, a, a World War II vet. He was over in Germany. He was an airborne ranger. He had pneumonia. He was 83, 84 years old. And they weren't giving him any care. They were just letting him die. And then yes. they would end up calling the 911. He'd go to the hospital and the, ho and the doctors would put him back. Hey, he just has pneumonia. Here, let's pump some fluids in him. Give him some antibiotics. Get some food in him. He's good. Send him back. And then a week later or less, he'd be back there again. Hmm. And this went on. And I, I intervened. And I actually called uh, for someone to investigate. But because it was standard operating procedure, this was pre-coronavirus. But when you hit a certain age in America, they start saying to you, you need to start thinking about their quality of life after this. And so they start locking you into letting them kill your whoever this person is to you. And they said I was delusional because I said it's not like the man has a disease. It's not like the man has cancer. He has pneumonia. Give him a vitamin and he'll be okay. Give him the proper medicine and he'll be okay. And they said that they were saying I was delusional because I was trying to keep this 84-year-old man alive who had pneumonia. It wasn't like he had coronavirus. It wasn't like he had, you know, a, a, a cancer or had a heart attack and now his heart is just obliterated. It wasn't like he had a stroke. He had pneumonia. And they said that I was delusional because I was fighting for his life. Yeah. And eventually they ended up letting him die. And the thing is, what, what's, what's going on is a call of the week. Now, it's not it's not just sick people that they're doing this. They're, they're doing this to elderly people per se, whether or not they're healthy or not. And, and what's also happening as well is disabled people and i know this from from personal knowing personal uh, people basically disabled people are being told that if there's an able-bodied person and it's between you and an able-bodied person tough luck right tough luck because you're not getting the ventilator you're not getting the help so what what they're doing is they're actually culling the weak of society now you know, we've seen many regimes around the world in, in the past. History repeats itself, of course. We've seen many of these different regimes in the past where people have called and killed the weak because they, they've served their purpose now. They've worked their life. They've contributed to the system. They've paid their taxes. They've done this, that. They've done everything that the system wants. But now they are in need. They can be disposed of. As Henry Kissinger quite lovingly said, the useless eaters. Right. Well, I mean, if you look at it, the, the average age of the average person on this planet is very old now. So, and I know it's that way in the UK too, and we have our social security over here. And now these people aren't contributing to society anymore. They're taking money from the government that they don't have to pay taxes on because of money that they paid so that when they were old, they didn't have to uh, have it and they have an income. So I'm, I'm sure they have the same thing in America. I know they do in Australia because I talked to a guy who they said, he said, yeah, absolutely. So, these elderly people are now a burden on the society, the machine, because they have to pay for them. We had the baby boom, and all of the baby boomers are at that age now. So the average age of the average American is 62 because everybody is above the age of 62. There's more people above the age of 62. So they're trying to cull them. They need them gone. There's a lot of money going out to them and a lot of healthcare money going out to them that they can just go, hey, look, we'll just get rid of them, and we have all this money. Yeah. Oh, now, when, when you look at how they structure society, like like the, the, the hive 
of the uh, of the bees. Now, the, the 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 bee is very significant in in ancient cultures. It is the you know the fleur de lis, what was the bee? When you look yeah. at Egyptian royalty or many Arvingian uh, bloodlines, they're the symbol of the bee. So. Society is really structured like like the nest of a bee, the hive of a bee. You have the queen, or in, in many cases the leader, yeah. that control, and then you have the workers, then you have the drones. Yeah. So what do we have? We have the queen that gives all the the instructions to the workers. Now the workers are the ones who obviously work, contribute to the nest. They go out, they bring the honey, they pay their pay their taxes, they they they, they contribute to the society. Now the, the drones are actual drone bees are the ones that contribute nothing. They take the honey that is made by the workers. The only thing that the drone bees do is is basically uh, give rise to reproduction within the nest. So yeah. for for all intents and purposes, the drone bees are the takers and the non-contributors. So we have the society where we have the queen, the leaders that's given instructions to the workers, and, and then we have the drones who are taking everything that the workers are doing. Now, the workers, as I say, that are, are the ones who contribute to the moment with taxes and working and, and complying with society. Those who don't comply with the nest are then stung by the other bees because the leaders turn the nest against them. Yeah. When you get to, to the drones, you have the non-contributors. They are the elderly. They are the disabled in modern society terms. Right. So now that technology is taking over the work, we don't need so many worker bees. And we certainly don't need the drone bees that are just taking and, and, and contributing nothing. So we can get rid of the workers and we can get rid of the drones. That becomes depopulation of society. So... Basically, if, if you put the bees' nest into a modern-day society, we have the leader, the workers, the drones. There's no need for so many workers, and there's certainly no need for drones. And this yeah. is exactly what we're seeing in relation to the culling of the weak, of the non-contributors of society, the Henry Kissingers of the world who work for the Committee of 300 under the Club of Rome, under NATO, under the German Marshall Fund. All of these things are... The, the foreign policy of the Committee of 300. The Committee of 300 have the likes of Bill Gates and they forge the global planning, the global think tank of global politics of the global world, which is one world order. So we have all of these 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 things that they don't they don't want them. So that they're gonna kill them, they're gonna get rid of them and, and it's complete genocide and murder. And this is happening in care homes probably yeah. half a mile away from where you're living from where you're sitting yeah. and who, who would have thought that elderly people and disabled people are being murdered by the establishment yep and there's nothing we can do about it because they had they already filed the mandates for the for the coronavirus that took away all of your your rights they they also i showed this my brother didn't believe me and i showed this i said here keep reading these different uh statutes that they quote here when they put this whole thing together. And it says, like like you had said earlier, that they can take complete control of you and your entire household. If somebody in the household is suspected to have coronavirus, they can literally stormtroop in, take your physical body and abscond you or your entire family and your animals and your children. They can take them away, separate everybody, do whatever they want. You have no rights. All rights of habeas corpus are suspended. Absolutely, and then that, and that's the same. Man. You can't you can't sue them. 
You have no rights as a, your freedoms, your liberty is taken away, and your and your right to defend yourself is taken away under the coronavirus statutes. Look it up, guys. Go yep. ahead. No, absolutely. And again, if you don't think this is serious, if you think that this is a conspiracy theory, then get a life, really, and, 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 and get a brain. Go and watch the, I don't know if it was the second movie or the third movie of, uh, at the very beginning of um, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. When they have all the people lined up and they're taking all the pirates and they're hanging them, and the guy opens up the paper and he says, the right to of habeas corpus has been suspended. The right to assemble in uh, in large numbers has been suspended. Every single thing that guy enacts on those people is what is happening to you right now. Yeah, it's as if they knew it was coming. Oh well, there you go. As as I say, if you think, if you really think that this is a conspiracy theory, you know, uh, most people who are just parroting the phrase consp uh, conspiracy theory have no clue as to where it originated, what it means when right. it first came when it first came into the English language, when it was first became a negative connotation. They're just literally parrots because they cannot think. If you really think that what we're saying is a conspiracy theory, then you really have a shock coming. You yeah. really do. And 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 you know, if if you just can't emphasize enough, it is now time to get serious. Because yeah. some some of the things that are being written into law, you you know you, you think the likes of the ancient dictators were bad, you know that the, these really are smiling assassins, and a part part of, the, of this leaked document that I saw is really what is known as a a common purpose of, uh, theology, which is really when you see government ministers overstepping their authority. And of course, that's what we're now seeing with government ministers overstepping their authority. They're bypassing the people's voice, which is parliament. Of course, eventually, they wish to do away with, with representatives of the people. They, they we, we have, what we have at the moment in, this, in my country is a dictatorship by another name. Yeah, exactly. And that is what we have. And again, you know, look back at the Saddam Husseins, the, the Colonel Gaddafis that were demonized by the press for, for doing now what these people are doing. You know, terrorists. And they were being told when, when um, I think it was, uh, it wasn't Muammar Gaddafi, I think it was uh, Saddam Hussein, it was. When, at that mock trial, which I watched, where they wouldn't let him speak and they just spouted off hideous things at him. He kept telling them, let me get my journal and I can show you that everything I've done was ordered by the United States government and the British government. I was doing what they told me to do. And nobody yeah. would listen to him and let them go get He says, I can tell you who, who told me when to do every single thing that I have done. So even the thing that you're trying me for, for gassing my own people, was what well, I was told to do that. It is. And everything that happens in politics happens because it's been manipulated to happen that way now if you think of if you really respect your politicians and, and and believe them and believe that they're not lying to you then really you can liken them to you know the, the smiling rapist that opens the door and says would you like a lift come out of the rain that is what they are yeah you know so so you look at you know those committing genocide you look at the terrorists they are not bin laden looking the terrorists are people in suits in congress in the house of the parliament in the government buildings around the world right. they are the ones who are doing this to you behind your back and the bankers and the people pulling their strings the six people that own 
all of the news stations around the world, the six people that own yes. the banks around the world, the six people who own the movie theaters or the com movie companies around the world. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And again, when you start to realize that, and, and, and as you said, and um, we said earlier, when you start following the audit trail, you always come, you always find the same names yep. time and time and time again. Now, when you find these names, then you realize that they are connected to this name that keeps popping up time and time and time again, and this name that pops up time and time again. And lo and behold, they're all connected in some way. Right. Right. That they, 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 can, they can only do this because there's so few of them. They can only do this by manipulation, by infiltration, by, by creating a society that they want secretly, by, by snidey by snide means. It is absolutely horrific, the things that they have planned for us. Yeah. It really is. Now, if you think that, you know, we, we never had any, any particular rights anyway. We had privileges. And, and for, those, for those people who, who mistakenly believe that they, they are free, because they can jump in their car at any time and go where they want. Well, this has proven that as soon as the establishment clicks its fingers, you have no freedom, you have no nothing. Because in effect, the world really has been in, in under house arrest for the last six months. Oh, at least, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. this is how much freedom you really have. The, the only freedom that you ever had was within very narrow perimeters that the yeah. establishment allowed you to have to believe to make you believe that you had freedom you have nothing now if you look at what's going to happen in the future if they get their way if they get you know everybody's going to be microchipped everyone will have nanotechnology within them everything that you do will be will be under surveillance there will be no cash so every every transaction you make will be monitored there will yeah. be no way that there'll be nowhere that you can hide there'll be nowhere that you can go without some kind of surveillance. Now, when you start looking at well, see, what they're doing, let me, let me explain to the, those guys, if you guys don't know, what Michael's talking about is they're going to use COVID-19 to chip you because they're going to say, we have to have a way to know that you've been vaccinated. So either in the vaccination itself that you get or what Bill Gates is working on, a laser spray. It's going to go here. Now, isn't that reminiscent of the Bible and the 666 on your right hand or your forehead? That they can scan you. Well, they're already scanning people's foreheads to check to see if you have a temperature. So if they put a laser brand on there, they can just walk up and wand you and go, the, he's okay, he got the inoculation. Take your hand. He's okay, he got the inoculation. So they're using this. And just like he said, with the nanotechnology, I'm hearing the same thing Michael's hearing, that they're going to use the nanotechnology and that's going to be what well, the nanites will get into your body and then we'll be able to scan you when you walk through the airport just like you walk through the metal detector will say you had the virus uh, uh, uh inoculation and you won't be able to go anywhere and you won't and then they're going to say well look we can use the credit cards everywhere we got to do away with money because money's dirty they're already telling you that money's dirty and you might transmit the virus it might be in your pocket or jump out at you and get you from when you're going to your car so we got to get rid of money so we have everything is centralized and we either have a chip that's already in your uh, your card. What if they decide, well, look, we can put it all in one in that laser spray or the nanites all in one. It goes in, you put it on your forehead and it goes into your brain and you have all of that together. We've solved all of our problems all at one time. And now you're chipped and now you scan the same thing to buy and sell stuff. And now if you don't have that, you can't go anywhere like Michael was just saying. 
You can't do anything and then pick it up from there, Michael. Go ahead. Um, more to the point, if the government don't like you, they can switch you off. Right. And if you really think that, the, the you know if you if, when if you think this is a conspiracy theory, have a look at the travel page on the BBC website, which are talking about just what you were saying about nanotechnology in vaccines, so they can see who has been inoculated for yeah. COVID nineteen. They're also talking as well, and they've been for some time about the technology to connect a human brain to a computer and they've actually said and this is on public record mm -hmm. when this happens the human aspect will become inconsequential right because so, we'll be the borg because we'll be a borg we'll be a controllable borg that is surveil surveilled that can't do anything and mm -hmm. if you if you've not been vaccinated you will have no freedom of movement yeah. you will you know so if you again if you think this is a conspiracy theory then I said to somebody uh, the, the other evening that called me a crackpot. I said, basically, screenshot this conversation. I will mm -hmm. see you back here in six months' time, right. and let's see, let's see who's right. And strangely yeah. enough, they disappeared because right. you know I have I have confidence that what I've personally been saying for twelve years, what other people have been saying for thirty years, what other people have been saying for twelve months, you know, it, it w this is a plan. This is an agenda. This has been coming for decades, for hundreds of years. People have predicted this. How can you predict something? Well, because you have inside knowledge that it's going to happen. Right. It's seen in, in the movies. It's shown in books. It's shown by certain documented statements. This has been coming for a long, long time. Yep. And, you know, when you start looking at biblical prophecy, it's not prophecy, it's a plan. It's a well-executed plan. Yes. You know, when, when you start looking at the, the, the end times, why, why is it that now the government literally every couple of minutes can be changing his mind, do this, or no, actually don't do that, do this. Well, no, no, actually do this. Why? Because in the end times, Babylon will be revived. What does Babylon mean? Babel, confusion. They are confusing people. It is. It is not a biblical prophecy. End times. It is a plan, and they're and they're using these scenarios which they've been planning for many hundreds, if not thousands, of years. And when you look at the uh, the, the the Torah, uh, when you start looking at these kind of ancient books and codes have been found thousands of years ago when these were written in the Hebrew year five seven eight zero, which is twenty twenty, mm -hmm. it says in the Torah encoded Corona virus. This was meant to happen this year. Yep. And this was written in the in the Torah thousands of years ago. Psychics knew about it, right? You have you have uh, um, what's her name, Sylvia Brown, in her book, which they have dubbed. If you put it up, I took a, a screenshot of the of the actual passage, and they say it's a conspiracy theory, right? But it was yeah. it was true. She said around 2020, a virus is going to hit out of nowhere that's going to attack the lungs primarily. And many elderly and weak people are going to die from it, and then it's going to disappear as quickly as it as it arose. How is that a conspiracy theory? That's exactly what's going on right now. It, it, it can it cannot be a theory if it's fact. Yeah. Now, right? when 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 you say it disappears as quick as it came, it, it won't disappear until people have been vaccinated and society has been reinvented. That's when it will suddenly disappear because 
all of a sudden, you know, and again, those who don't comply, they will have pretty much, they'll have a pretty rough time because you'll yeah. be confined. There'll be a lot of conditions imposed upon you for not complying. But again, and that's why I was saying earlier, never underestimate your own inner strength for putting yourself through this because it's gonna, it's, uh, I mean, forgive my French, this is going to get shitty. It's yeah. going to get very, very shitty for the people who do not comply with this right. because you, you'll be restricted in all of your life, in all of your reality. Even you may not even be able to go to a restaurant or a cinema. Right. But the first thing you, you know. need to do, though, is you need to understand that it doesn't have to happen because no. nothing nothing is, is set in stone. So this is the what, what I tell people. I can't tell you what you need to do. Right. But I can suggest because, you know, I can't force you to do anything. But if you vote for Joe Biden, this is going to happen a lot faster because that's the agenda that's in charge there. I know some of you out there want to hate Donald Trump with all of your with all of your life force. OK, but he's more friendly to the coalitions. He's trying to stop it. He's he prolonging, he's prolonging what's going to happen. And he's trying to prolong it because if people mm -hmm. if, we, if you vote for him, he's going to keep it. He's going to slow it down. It's their long-term agenda. It's their long-term agenda. Okay, but right now, they're not in control as much as they were on this planet. People have taken back control. And because so many people like myself and like Michael, <clears throat> and some of you in the audience were standing up and saying no already, there's already enough of us. They can't just kill us off anymore. They used to whack us when, this, when we would do this. They can't do that anymore. We're starting to be protected. What's happening is, our numbers are protecting ourselves because three, six, and nine, as above, so below. We run the narrative of the matrix. We do. So if everyone stands up and says, no, you're no longer in power, they can't do anything about it. What are they going to do? Well, we're just going to have to nuke you. They tried that in the 90s and that didn't work. Okay. So yeah. don't underestimate that. That's Jesus said that in, in the Bible, whether you believe Jesus was real or not. He said, if you had one ounce of faith, you could literally, not figuratively, literally move mountains. Okay, we're in charge of the reality here. Now, I don't, like I said, when people ask me, I'm a minister, and people say to me, you know, uh, does, do you think Jesus really existed? My answer to them is, doesn't matter. The message is what's important. So the truth is, that could be a fiction. It could be a fiction, and I don't care, because it's actually a sound storyline. Okay, so whether Jesus was a real person or not doesn't matter to me. The idea of what Jesus stood for and the things that Jesus taught is more important. So if somebody made the whole thing up, I don't care. It's a good story and it teaches people good things. And yeah. that, right? My, my, my personal opinion is that he didn't. However, you quite rightly say that what 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 the the, the parables, what the stories what the metaphors are hiding right. is really your own empowerment. Absolutely. So, you can't show that. And, right? and so, so like you say, whether you believe these characters and I don't, yeah. the, 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 the hidden message is, is what moves mountains because the hidden message is really telling you about the power of self. You yeah. know, have no, no, have no other gods before me. Turn that round. Have no other gods before me. It before is telling you, right. it, it, it is really telling, it is really telling you the sanctity of self and the sovereign of self and how powerful you really are. But that has, that, has been, that has been messed up. So officially I do agree with you that I don't believe Jesus was a, was a person. There's no evidence of that. I haven't been able to find any in history anywhere that he was actually real. I think it was a story that was made up by 
any other story. The, 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 there isn't even the Dead Sea Scrolls, the, the, right. oh, the, the, Jew, the, the Jewish mystical writings. Right. Uh, the, the 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 one thing they don't mention is Christ. In, 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 you know, <clears throat> this the, this Jewish Messiah that walks around curing everybody was the Son of God, uh, and he's not mentioned once in in the Jewish mystical scrolls. Now that that to me suggests that he's basically not not real. Right. He's really he's real in terms of the the great seed, the solar sun, or or the seed of man, which is sperm. He who sells the seed, the savior, etc. But in in terms of of a physical man, no. Was Moses a physical man? In my opinion, no. Was Noah? No. no yeah. Noah basically means the completion of the seven, which is the completion of the seven chakras, the Keta, the Enlightenment. So we have all of these things. It's, it's really what it is telling you that is most important. Not, right, absolutely. Not, not, the fictional, not the fictional person who was meant to have uttered the words. It's what it's really telling you. I mean, if you've taken <clears> philosophy, you see that the philosophers make up a scenario. They, they, don't, they don't say this was real, they make up a scenario of, I was talking to Jonah, and we had this conversation. That's him teaching the people there using a metaphor. He never really had that conversation with Jonah. He's just saying that to yeah. the people because he wants to give them something to hold on to. Jesus did the same in the storylines. Jesus was talking, and then he, they, they had him talking parables because people learn that way. Okay, so it doesn't matter, like, like, like Michael's saying, every story in the Bible, if you at it, it's a metaphor to teach you to empower yourself to teach you that and we're starting to understand that in the world now that we're growing up as adults we're looking at these old tomes these dusty tomes and we're going oh yeah i get that that was written for children right? and of course jo jonah in hebrew means dove and the dove is symbolic of a higher awakening it's a sim it's a symbol of israel israel really is what it means to be a spiritual man so we have all of these deep connotations to, uh, you know, what, what is the Holy Trinity? Well, the Holy Trinity comes from Egyptian philosophy. So you have the, the father of, of the gods, which is Amun Ra. So Amun is the father, Ra is the son. So son spelt S-O-N or S-U-N is the same word. So we mm -hmm. have the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Spiritus, breath, the Holy breath. So Amun Ra was a creator by wind and by air so he's just as just as well known as being the the god of the wind than he was the son of the god so therefore we have amun ra the the father the son and the spirit the holy breath which is how ra amun ra created so we have the holy trinity within egyptian yeah, theology the christians borrowed the trinity yes. right and they put their same deities in the same place the father the son and the holy spirit Exactly. So yeah. what, what, you, what you have to realize is that ancient Egypt, the, the, the Bible is actually the Giza Plateau. So from Genesis to Revelation is written within the Giza Plateau. Now, it marks the movements of certain stars. So the actual birth date of Christ is the 11th of September, 9-11, which is also significant for other things as well. So that is the actual birth date of Christ, not the 25th of December. So we have the Giza Plateau, which is the Bible. When they were trying to um, get the Celts over in Europe, all of Western Europe under the church, they moved that because that was what the, the they had their Santa Claus, right? We have the mm. that deity figure that was made up. So that people, when they were starving or didn't have clothing or didn't have anything, they were too prideful. They would you get this gift given to you by this this figure who was, uh, you know, who was the you know the the uh, Chris Kringle 
uh, who was uh, this immortal uh, saint guy that showed up in the dead of winter to help you survive the rest of winter. So they said, well, we have to have our God now be that to show them. So they moved September 11th to the, the solstice because all of the pagan religions and the Viking religions of the day had that as, as those holidays. So then they said, well, our God is the same as your, your Santa Claus. See, mm. come that time. He was born then, just like him. Well, 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 Santa Claus is the Holy Colostrum, which is yeah. basically comes from the North Pole, and it's, it's it's enlightenment that goes through the brain. So, so the chimney is the brain, the Holy Colostrum, Santa Claus. So, it, it again, what I found is that all of these things, regardless of what angle I've, I've come at them, regardless of the fact that I started off uh, researching them as, as as individual societies and individual civilizations, what I found out is that actually that it's all part of the same thing now when you start looking at yeah the, the word god the word day the word deity it actually means sun so yeah. the, the ancients believed that god lived in the sun and the knowledge of god was in the rays of the sun so we have yeah. all of this Amen this sun worship Amen Ra. Yeah. The, the word amen you know christ christ spoke of himself as the third person well what is that really telling you 33.3 mm-hmm 33 is the age that Christ died, 33, 33 degrees of masonry, 33 vertebrae, which lead to Atlantis, all of these different things, it's, it's a hidden code. So we have all of this within Egypt, which became the later Kabbalah, which became the future Christianity. When, when I've looked at different religions, I'm able to piece them all together as one single thing. You know, an example of that is Kabbalah comes from Quibal, Quibal means the direction of, of, of the cube, which yeah. is Mecca, which is Mecca. So you have the black cube of Mecca, which is Islamic. They walk around seven times. The uh, Jews have the Tefillin, which is a black cube, which they wrap around seven times. Yeah. You know, you, w when you start looking at the Merkabah, and Christ says that you can get to the kingdom of heaven through water and spirit. Well, that is Merkabah. Now, the Merkabah, how, how does that, how does that, that, that form? from the cube the, the cube becomes the merkabah mer water cat bar water and spirit now when you start looking at the holy bible means the secret book when you start looking at the torah it's two ra basically and now two t-u-a basically is connected to leo and it is connected to the sun so it's really that the torah is the sun book when you look at the quran it's q ra the wisdom of Ra, so we have all of these different things. Now I, I can I could go on all night about the connections between the different religions, which are really one God, one thing, but they're all worshiping these different things uh, mistakenly. When you look at the word divinity, divinity means divide. It comes from the Hebrew Qesem, Q E S E M. So divinity means to divide. What has divine beings done to us? They've separated us. Right. Absolutely. Because if so, you look at all of the religions, just like you're saying, they're all saying the same thing in a different way. And interpretation, your point of view, is what changes them and corrupts them. And so these people who knew what all of these religions were trying to tell you, they changed it to put it to fit it to the caste system again, hoping to corrupt it so that you wouldn't get the storylines that they're trying to teach you in there, <coughs> they're really trying to say which is where Michael's showing you the correlation of all of that and how all of it comes back to self-empowerment. That's the one part of your spiritualism that they tried to separate and have successfully from most people, separated down through the ages 
is your personal spiritual growth because it has to do with what, like Michael said, all the chakra points. If you take all of the religions of the planet, put them all together and throw out the stuff that's trying to keep you, the, the all the common denominators that are trying to keep you in the caste system, and then look at them, you're going to find that all of that is trying to teach you how to take care of your entire mind-body complex. It and, is, and, and, and the grow and to grow and become the adult that you're supposed to be, so that you can ascend to wherever it is that we go after here. And and you know, thou shall not steal. Okay, well, so what does that really mean? It means that those who have stolen this sacred knowledge from you are the thieves. Yep. So this there's there's an underlying theme of all these things. Again, when you go to the ancient monuments, when you go through to religions. When you go through to, you know, the, the the Roswell crash, which was a deliberate chosen site. Whatever happened there, it was deliberate. It was meant to happen there. When you put all of these different things around the, the world, the ancient world, the modern world, it all comes from one central place. That one central place is you. But what, what they've cleverly done is that, well, that they've given you an official narrative, as, you know, the Hebrew slaves built the pyramids rubbish you know that they that there's codes in, in there's codes in the pyramid that tell you that god put them there and i talk about it in, in a book that i've coming out soon whenever whenever i finish it the serious point i'm telling you and i'm showing you that god has signed the great pyramid right and uh, and the creator has put it there because the great pyramid represents the future so you have the past the present and the future which is which is the three main pyramids of, of, of the Giza plateau yeah. now the the great pyramid represents the future of humanity now the future of humanity it is written by the creator that the future of humanity is of a golden age of consciousness so regardless of what is happening now looking into the future it has been ordained from the highest authority that we will come out of this yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I'll go into detail as, as to what the codes are and how they've been deciphered, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and also talk about the serious point, which is the name of it, uh, which is Abu Rawash, which is basically aligned to Sirius A. So we, we have all of this this star map and, and beautiful system of, of portals and, and different things that are going on. So we, we, we look at all of these different things and we can put it to one central thing, which is really the rebirth of self and even you know even the the apostle philip said that words to the effect of those who believe that you must die and resurrect are wrong they are mistaken there is only a living resurrection so what is what is saying by that is that the resurrection of christ didn't happen so therefore the church has no authority and what he's really saying is 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 the resurrection of self is the rebirth of self. It is the second coming of your own Christos, which is your internal fire. That is what it's really talking about. And the Egyptians spoke about this. The Mayans spoke about this. When you look at Quetzalcoatl and Kulkakan, it talks about the sacred serpent at the base of the spine. No prizes for guessing what that is. When you look at all of these different cultures, you know why, why can you just see the heads of Easter Island? Because he's talking about the Herma which is the divine mind. Forget about the senses of the body. Concentrate on the divine mind, 
which is your connection to the divine. That is why you can only see the heads of Easter Island. And they have all of these things. Atlantis, what is Atlantis? Atlantis is the pineal gland. It is the seat of consciousness. It is the island that rules seven islands. Why is it an island? Because it's between the two hemispheres of the brain, surrounded by the cerebral spinal fluid. So the pineal gland is an island. What are the seven islands? The seven chakras. So where, where, what does Atlantis mean? It means the island of Atlas. What is Atlas? Medically, it is your 33rd vertebrae, which holds up your mind, the Golgotha, the place of skulls, and you'll see statues of Atlas holding up the world, the sphere. Yep. Yep. It, is, it is the sphere of consciousness, which is the mind. That, that, is your, that is your fabled Atlantis. It is, it is the seat of consciousness. Right. See, that's why I'm going to share my screen. That's why I call my show Orion Rising specifically, if I can find it here, specifically because of that, because what is, what is this to us now, right? Hold on, I have to put it on the screen here. There we go. What is this that's happening to us now is that we are waking up to realize what is being told to us by ourselves, designed by God or the one, whatever you want to call your deity figure that, that fits for you to be comfortable with, the, the divine creator has put the seed in everything for us to see it. It's there in every single thing. Michael just talked about all of that and how it all correlates. We created that. The one created that. The God of, the, of all gods, whatever you want to call it, that deity, he, she, they, created that and put it here for us to see and orion rising the reason i called my book that and the reason why i called my show that is because we as a species are waking up and starting to see where we fit in the universe and what is driving us there the orion rising the 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 orion nebula in the in the giza plateau because of like he said because if you look in there you see that it, you know, God said that they put, he put that there, they put that there, whatever you want to, uh, you know, have that, have that in your mindset of and when, because we are supposed to find out all of the things that Michael is telling us, recognize them, utilize them, and have the understanding, or, or you know, I hate to say that because like Michael Tellinger says, I don't stand under anyone, <laughs> right? The knowledge of the fruit. That was in the Garden of Eden. Of Eden, what is that knowledge? The knowledge is that I am. That's the knowledge I am, and that none of this is real. This is stuff that was created by evil people to keep control of us, and that's what they've done. So now, all of this is there for you to see, and it's in everything. It's like the Bible code. They realize they have this code that they're they're using, and it's telling things that are going to happen in the future. And some guy said. I tried your algorithm on Moby Dick and it was there too. And I say, yeah, and I'll bet it's in every book ever written. I'll bet it's in every religious tolment ever written because that is the code that was set down for us to find. We're supposed to wake up, understand who we are as adults, see all of these religions and the farce that they are, but see in them what was trying to be taught to us and the pyramid is the key to the entire thing, just like Michael said. That's the key to the entire thing. And, and you know, there's a reason that it was placed exactly where it was when it was, in correlation to everything else that's on the planet. I'll, I'll tell you something now that not even the likes of uh, 
one of the greatest researchers in relation to Egypt doesn't know, which is why the Great Pyramid faces north. When you look at Orion, Orion, an exploding dead star in Orion creates the carbon and the oxygen that creates physical life on Earth. When you look at the, the hand of, of Orion, the hunter, it is the silver gate, which is basically where the soul leaves and enters this reality. That is why Jerusalem and the Vatican is aligned to the silver gate. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at the pyramid, the carbon atom, now the carbon has six protons, six neutrons, six electrons, six, 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 the beast is man, 66, the carbon. It's also why the Sphinx is 240 feet long, 66 feet high, two plus four is six, 66 feet high, 666. The Sphinx represents man overcoming his animal instinct to become the human. So when we look at the carbon atom, it's actually shaped as a tetrahedron, a pyramid shape. Now, when the carbon atom faces due north, it rings like a bell. That is why the Great Pyramid faces due north. And even the likes of Graham Hancock doesn't know that. So whoever's listening to this, you now know something that he doesn't. Indeed. Because these things are so intrinsically, marvellously written in to these. It's absolutely, just absolutely amazing what, what they've done. Now, the, now the, the Great Pyramid, as I've said many times, is a representation, a gigantic replica of the human mind, the human brain. And it marks the exact location of the endocrine system, which is endocrine means secretion within. It is a sort of a yellow, gold and white uh, discharge. Uh, that is the land of milk and honey. That is why the Vatican flag is yellow and white. What does Vatican mean? Vatica, third eye. Yeah. Why do the Mayans have pyramids in Tikal? Tikal, Tika, third eye. So wherever you wish to go, it all leads to the same point of origin, which is yeah. the enlightenment of humanity and how that we don't become enlightened. We're already enlightened. We just have to return to a state of enlightenment. You just have to remember that. Yep. And, and that is what we are being being that's prevented that's what we're being yeah, right. exactly and, that, and that's exactly what we're being prevented from becoming yep. to to reactivate our own enlightenment because once we do and we realize who we really are and what we really know then there is no control system in the world that can ever contain us and that yep. is what that's that that is what they're scared of yep absolutely and it starts with you saying no and then questioning or maybe you questioning and saying no to buy time to question again because once you question you start to break that that cycle and you start to break your conditioning that they've gotten you to the point where you're vibrating so lowly and so slowly that you don't remember <laughs> what you're supposed to remember. People say to me, teach me what I need to know. And I tell them, I don't have anything to teach you with because I don't own it. Mm. You have to find it. It's your journey. You just have to ask for it and look for it. It's there. Ask yourself to teach you because that's your guide is you, not me. I can help you get there by giving you the tools but you have to be the one that does it because i don't own it it's all of us it's ours well i i it isn't again you know like you said that the, the pyramid is pinnacle i i actually came up with a mathematical formula again which i put in in, in the new book i'm not plugging it in there anyway but what I put in, which, which is basically uh, I, I come up with a mathematical formula of the speed of reality now, when I was coming up with the, the mathematical formula of the speed of reality, which is really the square root of time divided by the speed of thought, I did that and I came up with this, this long mathematical uh, formula for the speed of reality. Because when you overcome the speed of reality, you basically go into other dimensions. Now, surprisingly for me, I didn't realize at the time, is 
I came up with, as, as part of, the, of, the, of this mathematical formula, I came up with an extremely long number. And what I didn't realize is that this number was actually used inside the Great Pyramid. Now, I didn't realize that at the time that I was doing this mathematical formula. And what it, what it comes up with is basically uh, raw harmonics inside the Great Pyramid that somebody in the 1970s worked out, came across the acoustics, and this particular formula, the, the number that's contained in my formula, was actually used as part of the raw harmonics within the Great Pyramid, which again, I go into a lot of detail about uh, in, in the new writings. So sometimes you can inadvertently step and trip over things, but it was a great surprise to me that the speed of reality also has relevance to the, in the, the acoustics of the Great Pyramid. So okay. it's, you know, and, and when you look at the, when you get the, the thickness of the wall and you do that as musical notes, it actually becomes the harpagio seven note scale, uh, which is built into to, to the acoustics of the Great Pyramid. So it's such a fascinating thing. And, and when I say that the creator itself has put it there, you know, when you look at the marvel, when you look at the mathematics, when you look at the geometry, when you look at everything that has gone into that particular structure, you will see that it comes from the highest of intelligence. Right. And one of the one of the lines I don't know if it's the longitude or latitude is is the speed of light in meters, right? And it's the exact same number on that line, right? Well, yes, and and because light is extremely important, as I say, that they they believe that the the rays, you know, when you see the Egyptians and you see the sun, you see the rays. They're holding up the the symbol of pi twice, which is two pi, which is the you know the, the circle. When you start looking at uh, pi radian radian radius what does radius mean it means sun god so yeah. it, it's it's an important thing it, it's it's the most prominent pie in nature so when you look at you know the great pyramid you know the, the like the pyramids that, that were encased in 144,000 limestones which which would have acted like a light beacon that the number 144 relates to light you know when it, all of these different things are amazing you know when you when you look at the dead sea scrolls and they tell you that Noah's Ark is actually the Great Pyramid of Egypt. It's not a wooden boat that Noah built. When you look, when you look at, and, and again, I've, I've put it in into this all the correlation between the different parts of the Noah story, and I've correlated that with the Great Pyramid. So the Great Pyramid is a Noah's Ark, yeah. uh, and and uh, there's all of these great things that that have been discovered and are yet to discover. Uh, but but in essence, you know, the Great Pyramid is is a, is a gigantic replica of the the enlightenment the, the spiritual enlightenment centers the pituitary gland the pineal gland the thalamus with inside the human mind and another thing that egyptologists do not know which again anybody listening to this will now know is what the subterranean chambers of the great pyramid represent they represent the subconscious mind now the greatest egyptologists are not they do not know that no, so, because scientists that are, that are pure scientists they don't believe in spirituality or any kind of deity figure of god or anything so they they don't look for that in any way they deny themselves that they're like that has nothing to do with that nothing whatsoever it's everything is tangible and there is an explanation for it that's why they can't figure anything out they get stuck because they're they're literally cutting off the the half of reality out of their minds and saying yeah. no it, it can't have gravity can't have anything to do with with my vibration can't 
why is, why can't it? Because I say it doesn't because it, because it, there is no God. Therefore, I'm just a meat puppet. And after I die here, that's it. I'm gone forever. Well, then why are you spending your whole time and your life trying to figure out what life is? If you believe that, you should be doing something more productive. Trying to figure out the, the world and, and how it all works. If you believe that you only have this lifetime and there is no God and there's nothing after that, and there's no spirituality, is, isn't that futile? Isn't that a waste of your of your moments that you do have alive? And then they, they look at me like, what? <laughs> like I hurt them. And I'm like, think about it. You're saying there is nothing. You don't believe in spirituality, but yet you're trying to figure out the universe. What for? When you die in 30 years, that's it. You're gone forever. So what are you trying to figure out if, if you know that it's finite? Because instinctively, they know it's not, and they're trying to prove their point, which is, I don't believe there is a God or a, a deity figure, and I don't believe there needs any spiritualism, and I'm going to prove it. And you spend your whole life, and you get nowhere. So why, so why do they continue to look for it? When you, when you, use, their own, when you use their own science, you know, the Lord of thermodynamics and, and, and things like that, when, when you see that, that even tells you that, that energy cannot die. It can be transformed, it can be changed, but it cannot die. And the universe is full of energy. When you look at each and every one of us now is a dead star in Orion, in the in the Orion Nebula. Yeah. So that dead star has lived on in us. And when we go, we will live on somewhere else as something else. So even even using their own science, you know, that, that is that is that is a mainstream accepted science that it is the carbon and the oxygen from exploded stars in the Orion Nebula that gives the the the, the composite parts for, for the human body. You know, it is that these things are there for them. If they didn't really believe it, they wouldn't look for it. It is right. quite obvious. It's quite obvious for anybody that, that has ever looked at the, the mechanism of the universe that it's quite clearly that is an intelligent mathematical creation. Yep. That would tell you that something has created it. <clears throat> because every everything is a frame of reference, a field of relativity. Everything is geometric, everything is a, a navigational reference, everything conforms to numbers. You know, the numbers that we use here on Earth are merely representations of universal numbers but nevertheless everything is a is a number and everything follows a numerical pattern everything you know that everything that has two points of reference has to have time a duration of existence a, a measure of speed and distance and all of these things it is a navigational matrix and and you, you mentioned matrix earlier when you when you actually look at the origin of of matrix it actually comes from hymen, from the womb. So we actually enter the matrix through the womb, which is the Holy Grail, the vessel of God. Yep. So again, all of these things are all connected, but it all comes back to you, you as the individual particle, or you know, one of the billion pieces of, of the, the smashed hologram, whichever way you wish to see it, right. describe or, or, or see it, that really is what you are. So when you turn around and say, do you believe in God? Well, I am God because yeah. I am a part. I am a particle of right. the creative force. Yep. Of everything. Perfect. Yes. And, and, right. and everything is in me. On the two hour mark here. So um, why don't we wrap up and by you telling about your books, where they can find the books and you don't know when the new one's going to come out, but you can say, you can let them know that, well, I have another book that I'm working on, uh, but tell them when they can get your books because Come on, that's what it's about. I know you, you're humble like me. You don't like to promote yourself as much as, as we should. I don't either. Omar does it for us in the chat. He was promoting your book and promoting mine early on in the show. 
right? And I've, you know, I have three books. I hardly ever promote them. I probably should more often and be shameless and do that. You, even when you talk about your books, like you said, well, I don't want to plug it. Yes, you do. You need to plug it. That's how we make money. You know, we make money. We have to live too. We, right now we have monetary uh, uh, value on things that we have to have. So food and a roof over our head costs stuff. So every little bit that we can get helps, right? So uh, give them the, the uh, rendition of, because, you know, you're a multi, uh, um, you have more books out than I do, right? You have like five or six, don't you? Well, I'm actually writing two simultaneously at the moment, uh, <clears throat> which is, it, it can be a challenge. Cause I, the, the, the biggest challenge is making sure I'm putting the right thing into the right book. Right. Uh, so so I'm, I'm writing two simultaneously. And how it came about is uh, I have a friend who was a, a member of the church for 35 years. And <clears throat> he basically challenged me. He, he sent me two scriptures from each of the 66 books of the Bible. And he asked me to translate them into their true meaning. So it was basically just a random choice that, that he chose for me to, to interpret and, and decode. So that formulated a book that I called The Secret Christ. And that really goes into religion. Uh, I've done other books of, of a similar kind, but I find that every day, every week, it, I'm, I'm coming back to the same thing at a different level of advancement. So really, all, all the books that I've done to date are probably 12 15 months behind the, the the current place so i'm writing that and i'm also writing one as i've said called the serious point a stargate to the gods which really concentrates on on egypt and the the codes and and what the sphinx really represents what was happening with that <clears throat> what it means what the pyramids mean what does the sphinx see why was he positioned in such a way and and i take people through the eyes of the sphinx and and basically point out what it's looking at and why, how they were, uh, were, were creating portals with, with X and Y axis, uh, six points and, and creating portals, which was, which corresponded to the, the lost pyramid of Abu Rawash, which aligns to Sirius A. And it goes into a lot of star alignments and a lot of sort of pyramid and, and Egypt. So I'm doing that simultaneously at the moment. I don't know when that will be out. Uh, I'm hoping both will be out sometime this year. Uh, so that, that's really what I'm doing at the moment. All, all my physical talks uh, have been put on hold because of, of gatherings and, and everyone cancelled them uh, mm -hmm. early on, on in the year. So what I'm thinking of doing now is I've got a couple of talks lined up and I'm thinking of doing uh, what I would normally do on, on stage, but I'm going to house my own webinar and, and do these talks. Why not? Because, because I, I'm, I'm sort of... I've been okay for the last four or five months, but I'm now starting to get an itch to, to actually do that again now. Right. Uh, so, so if I can't do it physically, I'll, I'll do it from, from the computer. So the, there's lots and lots of stuff on the website, which is www.michael-feely.com, F-W-L-E-Y. Uh, there's the three blogs on there. The, there's newsletter signups. There's, there's lots of things taking you to different places where you where you can find me or ask questions or have a one-on-one -on -one private chat a one-on-one -on -one private chat so there's a lot going on that there's a lot of information coming in uh that there's lots more of experiences that i'm having each day uh the information that's coming in at the moment far surpasses the information that has come in previously so it is getting sort of more and more in depth and it's becoming more and more exciting so <clears throat> there's a, a lot of things going on and, and like you say i'm I'm too humble to, to promote myself, but if anybody's interested, that that's that's where you need to go, and that's where I am. Right, and I, and I would say you guys should go there and take a look at that because he's got a lot of stuff. 
Uh, he has a lot of stuff to say anyway. I mean, let's be serious, right? He he, can, he talks more than I do, unless I don't, don't shut myself up. <laughs> and then he can't talk as much as I do because I, I occupy them. I got to be quiet. So go there and take a look, guys, because the, the what he's all the stuff that he's been talking about today is there in his books. Okay? And the stuff that he's writing and he talked about today is also in the new books, like you just heard him say, the, the new couple of books that he's writing. So... You know, you can see, I love it because I can see Michael's evolution uh, as he's evolved in the time that I've known him by what he writes about in his books. And I love that. I guess the, I guess it's true to say the same with me. Um, Bill Van Horn said that when he looked at where I was when I started my show and how I've evolved and, and it parallels, <coughs> parallels him where I'm behind him by a couple years, right? But we parallel each other, just like you. We parallel each other because we're all kind of close in where we are on that journey. Hold, hold on a second, pardon me. <coughs> and um, conversations, many, many late night conversations with Bill. Uh, and uh, he, and at the time I was like, wow, I think he's, he's getting a little crazy. He's kind of out there. And then I found myself being there and realized that he was already more advanced than I was, he was ahead of me. And then he started seeing that I made these crazy uh, jumps. And so it's the same when I look at your the evolution of you, when we go back to you being a police officer and then you come forward, remember I had you have that story, you told that story last time, mm. and, how that, and how you evolved from everything that you've done all the way up until now and what you're working on now, uh, it just shows how much we grow and how much we can grow in a very short period of time when we're actually doing what you and I do. And what Bill does, and what uh, you know Celeste does, and, and Omar, because we're we're standing up and being those adults and looking around for real, and and actually you know being honest with ourselves about ourselves, and then we're starting to see these things, and when we all get together, we realize this isn't something that you taught me. This isn't something that Bill taught me, or I taught Bill, or I taught you. All of us independently start coming to the same conclusions. So we're all delusional in the same way, or we're right. Am I, you know what I mean? So I, I did a show where I had people that were shamans and people who were mediums and people who were uh, magic users and people who didn't believe in any of that, but all of them knew and gained the same knowledge when they hit a certain plateau. So it can't be fake. It can't be a mass delusion because no matter where you are in the world, you and I didn't know each other. We didn't grow up together, right? I didn't meet you until a few years ago, right? Three, four or five years ago. And even then, in the beginning, we didn't talk a lot, right? And then we started talking more and we started realizing how much we had in common and that we had the same vision of what we were trying to do. So that's why we do talk together more and more, like you and Omar do, same thing, like, like me and Omar do. So that, that I think, is really cool, guys. And you can see that in, if you look at his books. And I guess you could probably do the same with me. If you watch my show, you can see me grow with long hair and a big beard, no beard, and shave my head. And I changed my looks. But Michael's always stayed the same. He's kept the same look. He doesn't go crazy like I did. <coughs> I'm now growing my beard because Christmas is coming up, so I'm growing my Santa beard. That's why, that's why I got it. That's why I got the stubble. I'm, I'm growing my Santa beard early, so I have a big Santa beard, so I can play Santa Claus again, like I love to do on the holidays. Um, all right, guys. So uh, thank you, Michael, again for coming on. Um, we talked about he and I talked about trying to get together once a month. And we didn't get together last month, <laughs> right? So he said to me, hey, we need to go on air. I said, when? He said, what about Tuesday? That was like Saturday, right? <laughs> mm. I said, let's do it. Okay, so I'm glad that we did because, uh, you know, everything that's here, guys, is information that some of you already know. 
but you also know that we are we are the ones who are standing. We are the ones who are being the adults. And there's millions of us. It's not just a handful. There's millions of us. And we all know. I mean, just like Celeste said, where she talks to people and she says, when she was saying what I had said, I always say to them, I, I can point you in a direction, but you have to walk the path yourself and look for the things for yourself. Because it's true. Because I, I, if I try to lead you there, then it's my opinion. It's my idea, not yours. It's what I'm seeing. Right? So you have to, to find it. And when you do, you'll find that it is the same thing. Like Michael said, when you tell people here, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the next six months, write it down and six months from now, come back and you'll see that I was right. And because he, he, he knows, he sees the writing on the wall, just like I do. Like I said, when they're talking about the, you know, the twindemic now, they're going to scare you with numbers that are normal. They're going to say, oh my God, 20 million people got the, the flu. It's the worst in the history of the planet. But that's a lie because you can look back on my show and see when I went to the CDC and screenshotted it and put it up and shared my screen and put it up there for you. So, the, but this is what's going to happen going forward. They're going to start telling you that the flu season is the worst they've ever seen because the numbers are surpassing coronavirus. And if I was right about coronavirus hitting in October, November, it's going to hit again. That was another 90,000 people that they could have added on that they knew about. Okay. And they were padding the numbers as it was to get them to where they are. So they're going to try and do that, make it worse as well. And they're already trying to associate. How are they associating that? They're already trying to associate COVID-19 with, with uh, influenza A and B. Why? Because it is just a flu bug. And if you see the flu and you don't know that it's normally that bad and they show you 20 to 50 million people, you're going to go, oh, my God, we're all dying. Oh, my Lord, we're dying. We're all going to die. And that's normal numbers that have been around and accepted for more than 60 years. Okay, guys. I love you guys. Michael, thank you again, as usual, for coming on here. Great, great conversation. We could have gone on. We could do a marathon. One of these days, we're going to have to see how long you can talk. Because okay. I'll do 10 to 15 hours. <laughs> but you could. Because you get going, and I love it. I don't have to do much with you. Uh, you know what I mean? You're like the, the one of the greatest guests that I have because you're a good speaker. And I don't have to lead you in any way. Although sometimes I just try to contribute so people know I'm still here. But I, I don't need to dominate in any way the conversation. I just let you run. And you'll just go for the whole time. That's why you should be charging people for webinars because you're a great orator and you have a knowledge that not everyone has yet. And so you, you have to say uh, is helping people because some people are almost there. And when you say that, they go, yeah, ooh, okay, I know. Yeah, he's right. So, and other people are going to look at you and me and go, you guys are so trivial. You're not there yet. <laughs> you're getting there. You know, like the Dalai Lama, the guys in Tibet, they're going, yawn, yawn. You're getting there, fellas. You're almost there. Keep scratching. Right? Keep scratching. You'll find it. So, but that's the way it is. There's always somebody cleverer than yourself. There's always somebody smarter than yourself. There's always somebody better than you are. And as long as you realize that and stay humble, then you're going to get more information. You're going to learn more. Okay. All right, guys. I love you. Pass this on to everybody. Uh, probably because of the content we spoke of, they'll probably be banning us on Facebook by the end of the hour. We'll see if they leave it up or not, right? It wasn't me talking, so it was Michael. So he doesn't get banned as much as I do, but he does. They go after him. So we'll see if it's up. If not, uh, I am recording it, so or I'll download it here because I'm on uh, uh, Power, uh, Power you know, StreamYard. I'll download it, so I'll have it on my hard drive uh, so I can always get it back because I am going to post it on my YouTube channel. And then I'll make an MP3 file out of it and post it on the on the podcast. Uh, on, and that goes out to everywhere in the world. My podcast and listen to in like 80 countries. I mean, maybe I should start charging for that. So I'll get commercials in there so I get paid money, right? I don't know. Haven't done that yet. I pay off. I'm, I'm losing money doing this gig. 
Okay, guys, thank you. And like I said, um, you know, if you like this, you know, subscribe to my page, like my page or my channel on YouTube or whatever, just so that I know that content that I'm bringing you, you like, <laughs> right? So I know you want more. You want to hear more, right? Okay, guys, thank you. Have a great day.